Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things and for a limited time you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. Okay, this is pretty awesome. So if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health, your gut health, but also woman-owned products, I must introduce you to Equilibria. I'm so thankful I discovered them this year. I mean, Equilibria, they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one -on -one support to help you achieve your goals. So it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly. You actually get one-on-one -on -one support. That's awesome. And their signature product, which is EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form. And so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and fortify gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science-backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in I'd say around 2020 and I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as of course they're backed by research for women's well-being they're women-owned and they support overall microbiome health warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption so head to myeq.com and use code magic for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more that's myeq.com and use code magic at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. It's pretty hilarious. It's just like, it's just such a reminder that like we're so often getting stuck trying to be everything that we're not. And like, it's just like emotional. We're trying to be spontaneous. Splenic people are trying to like, wait, it's just like, we can get so tripped up, you know? And so again, it's just like such so a good funny. reminder. And it's also a good reminder of like really kind of understanding the people close to you, knowing that you might have somebody around you that operates really differently than you. So also kind of really honoring and supporting that. Right. Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, and Jay Ma, Jay It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a grounded, spiritual, and expanding podcast for the creative and curious soul. I am back. I am back, baby, and I feel recharged and ready to have guests on again. And so here we are with interviews, and I feel ready to start it off diving deeper into something that I feel familiar with and many of you are familiar with and also cherish a language we cherish, the language of human design, 
with a friend and an expert in the field who I also cherish, Erin Claire Jones. And she's been on this podcast many times, a handful of times. And if you're unfamiliar with human design, I'll give you a little synopsis right now. So human design is a synthesis of ancient and modern sciences, and it combines the I Ching and astrology and Kabbalah and Vedic philosophy, which offers a roadmap to our uniqueness and providing insights into our psychology, along with providing us strategies and techniques that will help us in making decisions and also help us with self-actualization, self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and just ease, ease in our life, which is always nice. I accept more ease in my life. If you've never heard of human design, before I did just release an episode this weekend, this Saturday, so it's episode right before this, that was a little revisit, a magic memory of the first time Erin Claire Jones was on the show in 2019, which it was so special to remember that moment when I was re-listening to it, and it's just nice to have that reiteration, but don't worry, you don't have to listen to that right now because Erin does provide a pretty thorough summary of each type in this episode as well. But for the use and the power of reiteration, it doesn't hurt to listen to that after. So you're like, okay, yes, yes, I really understand that type. And of course, in the show notes, there's a link to find out what your human design type is. I highly recommend, if you don't know, to check that out before the show and maybe even find out some of your friends or your lovers find out their design types. Just, it makes, it makes things fun to have people in mind whenever Erin goes over each type. But in this episode, she not only talks about each type, but I mean, in the beginning, we do kind of fantasize about New York. That's where she's from. And then we get into each type. And then she provides some insights for our types for 2022, along with insights for our authority, which you can also get when you check out your human design type. So so she basically gives us mantras for 2022 along with to-do lists. <laughs> and I couldn't help myself. I was really curious what celebrities that most everyone knows about, what celebrities for each type, if she can put faces for each type just so we know. And you know what? Some of them you might not like and that's okay. You can just ignore that. But some of them who share your type, you might really love and perhaps they're going to be a great expander for you in some way. And I just had to ask about Taylor Swift. You know, maybe some Swifties are listening as well and they would find it interesting. But even if you're not, even if you're not into Taylor Swift, it's interesting to hear more about her type. Plus, I do think that she's a great expander for women who are stepping into their power, especially after being put down by, well, in her case, the world. So I love seeing a redemption story. Anyway, so we get into that a little bit towards the very tail end of the episode. And I hope that you enjoy it and you may want to end up booking a session with Erin and of course the link for that is in the show notes along with her amazing blueprint which is at humandesignblueprint.com and of course I have a discount code for you which is magic. Thank you Erin for gifting us that. I love my blueprint. It's literally a book on me it feels like and it unpacks all the qualities of our own design and insights on how we use our energy best and how we create opportunities for ourselves and make the best decisions and you know signs when we're on or off track and also how to manifest based on our type which I think Erin's a great example of manifesting a beautiful ideal life for herself thanks to following her roadmap, her human design type. And I mean, it shares so much more along with diving deep into our channels, like mine are inspiration, creativity, and imagination. So of course, it will go into yours as well. And so basically, it's a whole book on you and your own personal human design. I know, that's a little redundant. Oh, and I have my meditations online, and there are a few more to come towards the end of this month, which is exciting, but I have meditations on the Euromagic membership site at yourownmagic.life, along with journalings and spiritual tools I've used throughout the years, and it supports the show. That is 2222 for the year 2022, but just a one-time payment for life, might I add. So just go to yourownmagic.life, not .com, .life, 
and I hope that you enjoy, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So anyway, now let's get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Erin Claire Jones. Erin. Raquel. It's finally time (laughs) to have a guest on. And I knew that the person I wanted to have on first was you. And I'm so excited to dive into these new human design topics. And this is going to be a fun episode for those who are new to human design and those who are even a little more advanced in the human design, the language of human design. But first, Erin, I want to ask you, what is lighting you up most in this season of your life? Well, one, I'm just so honored. I was just having a flashback to the first time we connected, episode one. <laughs> um, and I was just like, God, I love her. Um, and I just love how our how our relationship and episodes have gone through a whole journey since then. <laughs> they really have. And we've even had one in-person episode, which I haven't had many in-person episodes. And we had a scooter ride. That was special. A real, a real dangerous scooter ride. Um, thank God we survived that one. So, <laughs> you were good. Whatever, you were good. Oh my God, I just have enough experiences of actually tipping over my scooter with my friend on the back. So I'm glad that we were safe. Um, we just like fell into a ditch. It was we were fine. <laughs> but God, they they can be very dangerous. So what is lighting up in this season of my life? Um, well, since we last talked, I know we've talked personally, but. I really made a big transition where I moved from New York City to the woods where and adopted a horse and got married. I know, really crazy <laughs> 2021 for me. Um, I think that what is lighting me up in this phase of my life is I think just like, I feel like I'm really adjusting to a new way of life. You know, I think that I was in the New York City hustle for a long time and I loved it. But I think that I'm like just in a really different setting with really different priorities right now. And I think that I'm just like, I'm kind of still like deconditioning from all the hustle that I'm used to, but I think that I'm just really like lit up by waking up to trees. I'm lit up by spending so much time with horses. I'm lit up by my time with friends, not being like dinner dates, but being like four day weekends where we just like hang for ever. Um, and I think I'm lit up by this like phase in my relationship of like, you know, I think that I, we got not spontaneously married, we were engaged, but the wedding was kind of like a spontaneous, let's just do it. And I think that it like those things can feel insignificant for me, given that I like already knew I was going to be with this person, but it actually is very significant. So I think I'm really kind of um, just lit up by what has opened up in our relationship. So I think that there's like a lot of change and a lot of surrender and a lot of growth. And I'm really just just stand open to it because none of it's really turning out how I plan, but it's often much better. It's way better. I mean, you have a husband and you have a home in the forest and you have horses who are heart expanders. I mean, they're so in tune. It's wild. Truly. By the way, your home, her home, everyone listening, Erin's home is like a dream home. It is so beautiful. I know we don't share pictures online, but it's really, it's a dream home. You know, I think that it's like the, the story of how we found it. It was just, you know, one of my friends, Allie Bogart, if y'all don't know her, she's an amazing human and teacher of just life. But like, I was talking to her about our home and she's like, I was like, I don't get how we got it. Like we were looking at it for it in the hardest market in New York. And like, no one else got to see it. We saw it. We made an offer. We just like, we got so lucky. And she was like, Aaron, like land wants for us as much as we want for it. You know? And I was just like, God, that's like the only way that I can explain it. You know, like it was just like so serendipitous and so magical, but it feels like we just like landed on the perfect place for us and us for it. And it's just like, we just got so lucky. Um, But it was really, I can't say it was a really crazy journey finding a house because we weren't looking for very long, but like we were driving up the driveway. We hadn't even walked in the house. And Jared, my husband was like, this is it. I was like, do you think we should go inside? He's like, we can, you know, but like, he just knew, you know, and it's such a reminder that like, when you know, you know, and like, until that knowing is there, it's just not the right thing. Do you want to go inside? We can. (laughs) No, it called you. I mean, it's beautiful when your life is so in flow that it does feel like the land or wherever you're at, these other entities, so to speak, around are calling you and they invite you in. Totally. Yeah. Our agent was like, do you think you should go inside? We're like, fine, but no, probably maybe we should see it. But, um, but no, we got so lucky and it really, it's such a cool thing. You know, we both first time home buyers. So it's been really beautiful to just like invest in a property and really like think of it as our like lifetime home and we'll see what changes in our lives, but it really feels like we'll be here for a long, long time. 
That is so exciting. I'm so I'm so happy for you. Thank and you. also, one thing that you mentioned that I want to bring up that I thought, found so interesting because I keep feeling called to New York. We we're talking about land calling us. Mm. I don't know why, but it keeps popping up in my dreams. I just feel this weird call to New York, <gasps> but I always kind of rejected going to New York before because I was like, it does seem like so fast paced and I like just being around nature. But for whatever reason, I mean, I'm in my 30s and suddenly I'm like wanting to go there and I don't know why. I love that for you and for me for because you'd be here but like <laughs> I mean it's just like kind of the magic you know so much of human design is like really teaching us to trust ourselves and often when we trust ourselves it's like it's like trusting what we feel pulled to even when there's like no explanation of why yeah. and like and and New York is like such a portal like such a crazy place that we often come to at periods in our lives and it's really amazing and like I would add that like all the areas around New York are also really just like growing so beautifully you know so I, I hope you trust that and I hope you follow that and like it's such a special place to be and I think moving upstate I've just been so blown away by like how much is emerging up here it like doesn't feel isolating at all it's just like it's so vibrant and so emerging and just like so much cool stuff all the time and so it's just a really cool place to be Man. you know and I'm, I'm from the west coast I love the west coast I will forever love the mm -hmm. west coast and New York is just like offers it's just I, I never thought I would land here but here I am. You seem like such a New York woman. You do. I mean, I've talked to you since you've lived in New York, so that's all I know and see, but you, I mean, it just seems like that is home for you. But before we dive into the human design stuff, I want to ask one thing as well. What is it like upstate? What's the vibe? What do you do? What is, well, how, how does it feel to be up there versus in the city? You know, it feels really good. Like I think that we, I love my partner and I lived in Brooklyn prior to moving up here. I'm like, I loved our apartment. I loved our home, but like waking up to buildings every day was just like really starting to like be challenging for me. And so I think that like waking up to just like trees and looking out and just seeing trees, like you can't see any other homes is so wonderful and just like so good for the, for the soul. Yeah. But I think that like, I, I don't feel very isolated. Like I think that I would feel um, challenged if I was like, felt like there was nothing around, but like the things that are around, like obviously fewer restaurants and coffee shops and stuff, but the coffee shops and bakeries and restaurants that are around are amazing, mm. you know? And so like, it really is like where we are upstate, there's just like so many cool places opening, so many cool places already open. So like, we're always just like bopping around going <laughs> places and it's so fun. And I also have like, I have a, a lot of friends that have moved upstate. Um, and friends that are going in between upstate and the city and we're, we're making a lot of friends up here. And so I think that like, there's such a community vibe up here. So I think that I really feared feeling isolated, but I really don't feel that way, you know? And like, and it's just like, you obviously have less options than New York city, but the options that you have are so yes. quality. Um, and so, yeah. And it's also just like a different thing. Like, you know, I think that we have, um, like, it's not like we can't do takeout. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't do delivery <laughs> food, you know, like that's, and, and like, it's just like little things like that where it's like, oh, we like, we make our food or we like go out and eat or we like pick it up, you know, but we also somehow Whole Foods still delivers to us, which is like totally crazy. That's nice. I know, from Albany. It's very strange. But anyway, so I think that I, I think that I am, I am loving it and it feels a bit scary at times because I was in New York City for so long, but to me, I love that I can go into New York City and it exists, but I can like that my home yeah. base is something so much more nourishing and rich for my soul. And like that feels really good. I feel like I'm good to like commute in, not like, and, and not, you know, just like have that be my home base. Like that just wasn't, just wasn't, it didn't work anymore. Right. Beautiful. I'm glad that you have the most beautiful magical space now and you have that community surrounding you, which is so important. That's one reason why it's hard for me to leave Utah when I'm there because of community. So I understand how valuable that is. Um, all right. Are you ready to jump into some human design stuff? Let's jump into it. First, let's do a short mini, mini description for each type for the new listeners, if you don't mind. Okay. Not at all. I do this all the time. So We've got five types in human design. If you want to look yours up, you can go to humandesignblueprint.com. We've got manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. So manifesting generators and generators are kind of collectively like the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that have like such tremendous, powerful energy and life force to kind of build and create and make things happen. The more lit up and excited they are by what they're doing, the more energy they have. One of their big lessons is boundaries. You know, just because they have powerful, vital energy doesn't mean they're available for everything. So really kind of trusting their gut to know what they are available for. 
manifesting generators tend to kind of be my quite be quite multi-passionate kind of like weaving in between different passions you know pivoting and reinventing themselves kind of moving fast like and so one big reminder for manifesting generators is to not try to kind of put themselves into a box or do just one thing but like honor whatever they have the energy for and kind of give themselves permission to keep pivoting and reinventing themselves and generators kind of carry all this beautiful mastery and depth and really kind of are here to like dive deep into things but very similarly for both types I would just really encourage them to take inventory in their lives and ask themselves where in their life they feel the most lit up and satisfied and excited invest more energy there and also taking note of where they feel the most drained depleted exhausting and kind of beginning to release those things and both types are very magnetic and they're meant to kind of wait for things to show up in their world and light them up in their gut before they go after it. So they're not here to initiate, but here to kind of like wait for that gut response to guide their powerful energy. So then we've got projectors. You and I are both projectors and both here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. So much of being a projector is knowing that you carry so much beautiful wisdom about people, you know, and, and you're so innately sensitive to others, which can make you an amazing guide, teacher, CEO, manager, therapist, like a position where you are guiding and supporting others. One big lesson for us as projectors is learning how to honor the ebbs and flows of our energy and knowing that we are not here to do, do, do all day long, but basically leverage the energy when it's there, rest when it's not. And our strategy is to wait to be recognized and invited in. So to kind of really invest our energy in places where we feel the most seen, treasured, valued, and invited in. How's that feeling to you, my projector sister? Perfect summary. Yes. And and this is like a lifelong lesson. You know, I think that it can take time. I know that I am still you know, really leaning into this more and more every day. But I think a big lesson for me as a projector has been really allowing in rest and space and ease into my days and not making myself feel guilty for it. I think another big lesson for me has been around knowing that invitations come when I put myself out there. So I don't often find a whole lot of success pitching people, but if I just like make it my job to make myself visible as a projector, to really kind of just like share on Instagram and on podcasts and on newsletters, like it really allows me to kind of magnetize the right invitations in. So really considering where you can be brave and like put yourself out there in a really kind of authentic, courageous way so that people can see you and then can invite you. While we're on this topic, I have one question. Of course. So when it comes to invitations, I was also thinking like, for example, when I was thinking, who would I want my first guest to be? And I thought of you, you came up right away in my heart. And so I reached out and I gave you the invite, even though as projectors, we wait for the invite there it's okay to invite as well right oh my gosh on certain circumstances and also energetically you felt called to that house I feel called to New York for whatever reason I feel like that's an energetic invite yeah like it's a good reminder that like you don't have to wait for an invitation for everything the invitation is really around like who are you going to work with? Who are you going to be intimate with? You know, like things like that and making sure you feel treasured by them. So like if you feel called to like move to a city or like make art, do it. Like I would say for you, like you've already kind of been invited into making a podcast. Like it feels like you have listeners that like love you, recognize you, see you and like it fuels you. So like you don't need an invitation for every guest. But I think like one one of your gifts as a projector is around making people feel really seen, you know, so kind of reaching out and like making them feel seen and inviting them in can be a really good strategy. So no, you don't need to kind of wait to be invited in for guests. Absolutely invite them in. It's more around kind of like new opportunities. Like I know we've talked about different opportunities for you in the past. And so I would say like, I wouldn't say yes to like an opportunity unless you feel like they really see you and value you and treasure you. Right. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And that's that's what resonates the most, to be yeah. honest, deep down. I feel like that would also resonate with most anybody, but I understand. It's so interesting because it's like when we have our one lens of focus, it feels like this is something that must resonate with everybody, you know, but we're all so different. So funny. Yeah, totally. And like, I think that it probably feels really good for a lot of us to be seen, but like as projectors, it's what gives us energy because like we're not here to be doers. And so if we're brought into something and feel unseen and are expected to be a doer, it can really burn us out. Right. Whereas if we're brought into something and someone like really is like, I see you, like I, I value you, like the gift of your perspective, all that stuff, like it gives us so much energy and so much kind of like, so much ability to like kind of give and show up. Yeah. So that invitation is so important. And honestly, one thing I've also learned as a projector is that like, 
our energy can be intense Mm -hmm. and not everyone desires to be guided by us. Not everyone desires to like hear our insights, (laughs) obviously, you know, because none of us are for everyone. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. What a lesson. And like, I think that I see the invitation as a tool to protect our energy and basically let us know like who's ready for our guidance and when. And it kind of, so it allows us to kind of conserve our energy and not waste it in places and on people that just like aren't desiring it. So beautifully said. Thank you. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. (laughs) And so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. So then we've got manifestors. These are the initiators, the innovators, the ones that are here to kind of get things started and get the ball rolling. Not actually kind of here to like do all the doing themselves, but often kind of just like getting things off the ground. Yeah. Manifestors tend to really value feeling free. So feeling a sense of kind of freedom, autonomy, and control in their life and not really here to be told what to do, managed, guided in any way. 100%. (laughs) You see that? Like I'm thinking of my manifestor friends. Oh yes, they are. They want complete autonomy. They run to islands by themselves to just like be alone and free. Feel free. Completely. Yeah, they just want to feel free. It's beautiful. Or they, maybe it's not even just running to an island, but they find ways in order for them to live day to day freely so they're not tied or chained to anything and I am always very inspired by that and so I like to you know I'm influenced by it in many ways from them totally it's so it is really inspiring and like I think the more manifestors like allow freedom into their lives and like allow themselves to be kind of really bold and authentic it gives others such permission too and so so much of my work with manifestors is really like helping them connect to kind of just how powerful they are because I think a lot of manifestors I've sat with have kind of sat back and asked for permission um, and haven't really kind of stepped fully into their power. And so much of being a manifester is like being bold and courageous and doing things differently, you know, which is what really allows you to kind of impact the right people. And they're here to initiate. They're not here to wait for anything to come to them. Like they're here to kind of wait for those urges to rise, arise within them and then to just follow them. Absolutely. And then we've got reflectors, final type. And these people are really kind of our collective mirrors, people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always taking in and magnifying the energy that they're around. And so you get a really good sense of how a team is doing or a company or community just based on how that reflector is showing up. And so I always remind my reflectors to just be like such ruthless curators of the people and spaces they're spending time within in because they're going to feel so much of that energy within themselves. And part of the magic of reflectors is how fluid they are. Like they're going to have periods where they feel um, like a manifester or like a projector or like a generator or like a manifesting generator. <laughs> and their job is never to kind of show up in just one way or be just one thing, but honor whatever feels like them that day. 
you know, and things, life can feel so much more free and so much more full of surprise and magic when they really kind of like resist those boundaries and just like ask themselves, not like who am I, but like what feels like the most alive version of me today and how can I lean so fully into that? Um, And finally, we call reflectors evaluators because they just like see and sense things that so many people miss. And so it's really good for them to kind of be in spaces where that perspective and that kind of potent insight is really recognized and invited in. That is so, so very true. I've never heard this term before, evaluator, which is so, so true. I do remember I have a reflector friend and she was with her husband. Her husband, I remember, said something and I remember feeling I just had a little moment of insecurity just hearing it and she picked up on it. Mm. Even though I didn't say anything, I like, you know, kept a smile going. <laughs> like she picked up on it though and just yeah. like reframed everything. It was so beautiful and I was like, "Oh, man, you are magical." Mm. You know. <laughs> and, and there was no way most people would be able to see that, but she totally. just did. It was wild. It's such a beautiful reminder of the gift of reflectors. Like they just see and sense things that so many people don't. And so for them, it's also trusting their sensitivity. And I think the magic comes when they just like really start to see it for what it is. And they don't like take it on as their own stuff. It's not like, oh, I'm feeling insecure. Like, oh, this is my feeling. It's like, oh, like something is happening for Raquel or for my husband. And like, let me just pay attention. So like, I think when they can see things more objectively, it's so powerful because they really have such an ability to kind of just like sense so many things underneath the surface. And there's so much magic when they kind of start to tune into that. Uh, Rare gems, rare gems indeed. Truly, whenever I have a reflector around, I just ask them everything. I'm like, but what do you think about this? And what do you think, you know, like, it's just like, I think that I know how powerful their insight is. So I I like to just like invite it in because I just, I find so much value in hearing how they see things. I feel so safe with them too. Like so safe to share the reflector without judgment. Mm. It's beautiful. Totally. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And that really is the gift. It's like their gift is like really having such a like objective, non-judgmental perspective about things. So it's really nice when they're really living that. So true. So we're in 2022 right now. And I know that all of us want to maximize energy and whatever our North Star might be for the year, whether it's in success or love or whatever else our heart desires to pursue this year, to experience this year. And so I'm curious how each type can really thrive this year if there is some magic special for 2022 yeah I think that like we're obviously coming out of quite an intense few years um and I think that like you know there's obviously so much that would be really specific to each individual's design but I think that if I was to kind of offer some general reflections and insights as we go into this next year I think for generators it's about really kind of like letting this be a year where you start to like see how valuable your energy is. Like I think that I see a lot of generators kind of overextend themselves and kind of get caught in like, I should do this just because I can, Mm. you know? And like, and yes, they've got amazing energy, but like when they're genuinely lit up by what they're doing, it's going to be on a whole different level. And so I think one of the biggest lessons for so many generators I work with is around giving themselves permission to kind of prioritize their own excitement and their own satisfaction and their own joy every day and seeing that not as like a selfish choice, but actually like as a thing that kind of allows them to have the most positive impact in the world. And so I think that like, to me, it feels like such a beautiful year to just like really start to see for yourself how like precious and valuable your energy is and really kind of tapping into that by beginning to prioritize your excitement and seeing how that's like not only a benefit to you, but kind of a benefit to everyone around you. That's such a beautiful piece of the generator as well. I mean, the fact that they just follow what lights them up and it always inspires someone else as well. Yeah, 100%. And like, I think that when you're around a generator that's really lit up by what they're doing, like it just like ripples out and lifts us all up. Yes, exactly. You know, and so like, I think it's just like such a, it's amazing. You just like can't help but want to be around them. It feels so good. Yes, that's part of their power. It is such a part of their power. And I think it is just like, but I think so often generators are really kind of treating their own desires as secondary and saying yes to too many things. And so they kind of kind of start to dull or really kind of dilute that vital energy because they're actually saying yes to things that they don't really enjoy, you know, because they think they should. And so it's really kind of releasing the should piece and just being like, let me do what lights me up and trust that like, that's really my only job. Like, I don't need to know where it's taking me. Like, it's just like knowing that like, that's going to be of such benefit to everyone around me. Absolutely. Then we've got manifesting generators. I think what comes up is like, 
you know, a lot of manifesting generators that I've worked with have really felt, you know, they just like, they're these multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate beings that often can struggle if they try to like put themselves into a box and like just try to like follow one linear path. And so what I would actually say for manifesting generators is like really letting this be a year of like embracing quitting and embracing letting go. Because I think that like quitting can have such a bad rap of like you're giving up, but like part of the gift of manifesting generators is like trying on things and letting go of things. And it's like not until they like let go of things that they're no longer available for, whether it's a commitment or a person that like they create space for the next thing to come in. And so I'd be really curious for them to kind of reflect on what they're still giving their energy to that they're just no longer available for. And like seeing it not as this like really like a big fault of theirs that they do that, but like as a thing that kind of makes them the most available for the next thing. I was writing the other day for manifesting generators. I'm like, when you're like saying yes, because it lights you up and staying in it, like everyone benefits. But like, if you're staying in it and you feel depleted by it, like no one benefits. So I think that like the two lessons is one, like, you know, the two lessons is one, like giving yourself permission to like quit and let go, knowing it's part of your process. And the other part is just like being big, like manifesting generators can have such like big, passionate, powerful energy. And like, it can feel like so wonderful to be around, but I think that like sometimes they shrink because they like don't want to like it to be too much for people. And I think just kind of reminding them that like the bigger you are, the more passionate, the more authentic, the more you just like service this really expansive force in the world. And like the right relationships for you are very much the ones that are like expanded by your power and like love it and not the ones that are threatened by it. So for projectors, I would say, you know, I would say that like, as projectors, like we really do need recognition from other people. Like, you know, we're here to be invited in. We're here to feel recognized. We're here to feel seen. So important. But I think sometimes we miss an important step in terms of like recognizing ourselves first, you know, like, and really beginning to kind of see our own value and really kind of cultivating our own mastery. Because like when we really kind of start to see and recognize ourselves, like the world starts to sense that there's like a real thing to be seen in us. You know, and so like, I think that to me, it feels like it's really such a year of like standing tall in your worth and just like trusting how valuable you are, you know, trusting what a gift your perspective is, like how unique your sensitivity to others are, like what an amazing guide you are, but like, and and so like seeing it yourself so that you're kind of more available. And then I think another big piece for this year is just considering ways, and I said this earlier, like considering ways that you can be really courageous and putting yourself out there. Mm. Okay. Be more courageous. How does that feel for you? (laughs) That definitely, definitely resonates. And I can think of several ways I could uh, put myself out there more. Yeah. And it's, it's totally scary. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I talk about visibility for projectors often, but not enough about the fact that like, it's not easy. Like I resisted making myself visible so hard and like, I just kept doing it until it felt fun. So I think it just like really, yeah, considering ways, and it could just be with your community, it could be with friends, but kind of considering ways to put yourself out yes, there. Yes, yes. Um, for manifestors, you know, I think like, I think my biggest thing is like, and this is in some ways a lesson for all of us, but like, I think that like, manifestors are so powerful, and they like can get a little bit tripped up if they're just like, really holding themselves back and seeking approval from others before they say yes. And so to me, it feels like a, a, a beautiful year to kind of trust yourself enough to kind of like initiate and follow the urges and inspirations that arise within you and not like wait for anything to come to you. It also feels like an amazing year to just be like, when you're bold and courageous and authentic and weird, like you impact all the right people and push away all the wrong ones. And so knowing that like the bigger and more authentic you are, like the more available you are for the right impact. But if you're trying to like hold back a little bit, it also kind of really, it, it doesn't allow to impact everyone you're meant to. So really um, being, you know, being bold and letting go of the need to kind of be liked or approved of by any everyone, because like just that's not meant to be true for any of us. No, 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 no. I have a certain situation in mind with us, one of my best manifester friends and something that she just went through recently. And she, I know that she's the type she, if she were to hold herself back in any way, like that would just be so uh, punishing on her soul. She would feel like she's caged, you know, but at the same time, she's so sensitive to other people's feelings because, you know, she just deeply cares. And if people don't like her disagree, it like really, really, really gets to her. So for manifestors to realize like everybody, no, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like me, like no one's going to be liked by everybody. And so to keep that in mind as well. 
Totally. Yeah, it's like such a fruitless pursuit, you know? And it's just like, I think that as a manifester, like really just like trusting those urges, just like know that like there's like, you can look at what's happening in the world around you, but like the urges that arise within you are very much the, the things you're meant to follow. And like, it might be confusing at times because you might have an urge and be like, I actually don't see anyone else doing it. But like so much of the magic of being a manifester is knowing that like you're here to be the first, yes. you know, and so kind of trusting yourself enough to be that and not being yeah. like, I need someone else to model it. It's like, no, model it, you know, and like people might not be ready initially. Nope. You're the pioneer. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so kind of like allowing themselves to be these really like initiating pioneering innovative forces because like that's such a natural position for them Mm, beautifully said and then we've got reflectors gosh you know i think that like and i mentioned this at the beginning i think that like to me it's really you know such a beautiful time to just really kind of consider where you're putting your energy and like just again like consider okay who are the people that feel really good to be around like what are the spaces that feel really good to be around like do I like my city do I like my home like knowing that you being in the right space gets you in the right flow and there might be communities or spaces or people that no longer feel good even if they once did like you're always evolving and so like I would really first just kind of really actively invest your energy in the spaces and people that feel the best and also actively pull it out of the places that don't feel right. And I would also kind of try on this idea that like your gift as a reflector is your fluidity. It is not your ability to kind of show up in one way and be super consistent. And so instead of kind of making yourself wrong for that, I would just kind of try on this year, like this question of like, what feels like me today? And how can I just like honor that? Mm. You know, and it could be different than how I felt yesterday or last week, but it's like your job is not to like figure out the one thing that you are, put yourself in a box in any way. It's really just to like honor whatever feels like you that day and trust that it's meant to keep changing. Oh, that is so true. I feel like the people I know who are reflectors are always evolving and their interests change or they can stay somewhat the same, but still somewhat change in the midst of it. So to honor that. Yeah. And I think it will become like much more fun. Yeah. You know, I know that a lot of reflectors I talk to, like there's just like a sense of relief where it's like, I don't have to figure out the one thing. And it's like, gosh, no. Like, And and figuring out one thing is going to feel so constricting yeah. because like you'll land on a thing and then at a certain point you're like, that's uncomfortable because there's more to me than that. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I've experienced that too. I'm not a reflector, but I, I don't like feeling boxed at all. I'll rebel against it. So totally. yeah, I, I understand that. If, do you think manifestors like to focus on one thing? You know, it's hard because like there is so much beyond type that speaks to our design um, manifestors, I would say probably not. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's one thing, maybe they might like going deeply into a thing at a time, but like they like, they're good at bringing ideas to life. So they might bring an idea to life. And instead of like busying themselves trying to sustain that idea, it's like moving on to the next thing, you know, and generators similarly, like they might spend a lifetime focused on one thing, or like they might have five different passions and like they spend a day on each passion. You know? right. So like, I think that it really is so, it's so different, but I think how they kind of, how each type kind of engages with that will be, will shift and be different. Absolutely. And I know there are so much more to each type because we have our authority as well. And I'm curious if we also should approach 2022 differently based on our authority. Yeah. I think that like things I'll keep in mind in this coming year. So our inner authority speaks to how we best make decisions. Um, and you can look it up on that same site, humandesignblueprint.com, if you have not looked yours up. So, okay, mantras for each authority. So if you're an emotional authority, which is also known as wait for clarity or emotional solar plexus, I would say the biggest thing to trust this year is that for you, clarity comes with time. The best decisions for you are not the ones you love in the moment, but the ones you love over time. And so trying on patience and like, this is, this is you, you know, like I know it can be really easy to want to be spontaneous, but I know that in my experience, it's really also easy to be regretful when I choose that. And so I think if you're emotional, really kind of knowing the best decisions for you are the ones you sleep on are the ones that you approach and enter into from a very cool and calm and settled place. And not when that kind of comes from this really like heightened emotional place. So I would say, be patient, take your time and trust that like giving yourself a day or two or three is almost always worth it because it kind of allows you to enter into things from such a like cooler, calmer, and like just like a, a place where you just like really know that something's right. And like, because you can change, you can say yes spontaneously in the wake of the next day. And you're like, God, I don't want to do that anymore. How do I like pull myself out of this commitment? So 
even when it's annoying, I would say give yourself a bit more time at the outset and see how it feels. Oh my gosh. And also, I mean, not even just a day, there was one thing last year that I had made a decision on because I was in a certain emotional state that I had never experienced before. And so it was almost like out of desperation, I was I made a certain decision, but I, I did sleep on it. However, because that emotional state was kind of a long phase, like a longer season. Yeah. Once that faded and I kind of came back to self and felt more grounded looked back at that decision I was like I don't know if that that was it I don't know if that's that's what I'm supposed to do so yeah it's, it's interesting how sometimes it's not just like a day two or three it can just be totally. you're like a emotional state that you feel a little tapped out and you're not really connected with self and you make decisions in that place Whew. so true uh, just be careful <laughs> I I look back and I'm like oh my gosh I have my hands on my face right now like covering my eyes oh my gosh yeah and I uh. think I think another <laughs> reminder is that like when we're emotional decision makers or wait for clarity we're also not often not seeking like 100% clarity it's more like 80% it's like it mostly continues to feel good right. but exactly like you said if you're not getting the yes it is just like a no mm-hmm. and like it could become a yes in six months or a year but like I think whatever our inner authority, it's not like it's it's treating anything but a yes or yeah. no. Then we've got sacral, which is also known as trust your gut. I would say the biggest kind of mantra or reminder for you is around trusting that your body knows more than you can ever conceive with your mind. And your gut is always pointing you in the right direction and lets you know what you're available for or not. I would release any need to explain why your gut is pulling you in a direction and know that like the gut is a feeling. It's not a like reason. And so if you're really making decisions from your gut, it's like it feels right or it doesn't, not like I should do this because. Um, And it can be really scary because you might have a gut feeling towards something and then have no idea where it's going to take you. So also kind of releasing the need to like know, see beyond the next right step and like make it your job to like make the next right step and then see what happens from there. And then we've got splenic authority, also known as tune into your intuition. Um, you know, this one's really quiet. It's a whisper. And so I would say for you, it is giving yourself time this year to get quiet enough to hear yourself. You're so sensitive to kind of other people's feelings. So really kind of giving yourself time to really connect into your own intuitive knowing. Often time away from others will support that as well as like meditation or being in nature. Um, and... I would say this is like a year of like trusting that you're spontaneous. Like I I work with so many splenic people who like will have an intuitive hit and then like wait on it and talk themselves out of it and never (laughs) act on it. And I would remind you, clarity comes in the now. So act as soon as it comes, you know, that you're kind of meant to like hear the intuition and then act opposite of me and you. Mm -hmm. So really kind of trusting that spontaneous nature. Isn't that wild how, I mean, for me, it's a challenge to not act impulsively. It is. It's a major challenge. And then for them, it's a challenge to act impulsively. I know. Isn't it so funny? It's so wild that the exact opposite is our challenge. It's pretty hilarious. It's just like, it's just such a reminder that like, we're so often getting stuck trying to be everything that we're not. And like, it's just like emotional. We're trying to be spontaneous. Splenic people are trying to like, wait, it's just like, we can get so tripped up, <laughs> you know? And so again, it's just like such so a good funny. reminder. And it's also a good reminder of like, really kind of understanding the people close to you, knowing that you might have somebody around you that operates really differently than you so also kind of really honoring and supporting that right then we've got ego also known as tune into your willpower um you know so much of this one is really just like trusting your heart like knowing that when your heart is in it you can do anything and so kind of really tuning in this year to kind of what your heart is pulling you towards what your heart is pushing you away from what you feel motivated to make happen what you desire to make happen what you really have the will to make happen And just like seeing your energy is really precious. Like I would say a big thing to be aware of with this is like with that ego authority, like you've got so much power and so much heart and so much loyalty in your design, but to actually give all that powerful energy in a sustainable way, it means that you've got to be receiving a lot in return. So I'd kind of really make sure that any opportunities or things you're saying yes to are coming from a place where you're like, wow, I feel well compensated. I feel well appreciated. I feel well valued. And that energy is what fuels my ability to give. Uh, that's ego authority. Ego authority. Then we've got self-projected, also known as talk it out. Basically, your truth comes when you give it a voice. The best thing that you can do is surround yourself by people that you trust and just see what knowing emerges when you say something out loud. So trusting the power of your voice in connecting you to your clarity. And I would say a big thing to kind of be aware of this year is just around like 
the fact that like you've got this really powerful sense of identity in your design. And so good questions to ask yourself are like, does this decision make me feel authentic? Does it move me in the right direction? Does it make me feel self-expressed? You know, and so really just like doing the things that make you feel the most you, the things that make you feel the most authentically, fully and creatively expressed. Mm-hmm. Have they felt this since they were young, like so connected to their authentic self? Is, are you asking? Since they were young. Yeah, yeah. I think that like we're going to need to hear from other people. You know, I think like whether they have felt that, like I think often we are living our design when we're really young and then we get conditioned out of it. And so, yeah, a lot of projectors I met uh, yeah. aren't actually feeling super self-expressed and authentic and, and like, but you know, I think that it's like a journey to be like, oh, this like job actually doesn't make me at all feel like myself. So it's not the right thing for me. Or like, oh, this job feels like makes me feel so critically expressed. So it's just a really kind of good barometer to kind of know what is the right investment of their energy? And then we've got mental authorities. This would say none and your projector or be, be in the right space and talk it out. So I would say the biggest thing for you this year is just like honoring how sensitive you are to your space, planting yourself in spaces that you feel good in and surrounding yourself by people that you trust and talking things out, not because you're trying to mentally figure out and rationalize a decision, but because you also want to kind of pay attention to the knowing that comes when you say things out loud. And then the final one is for reflectors, also known as kind of wait a lunar cycle. And I would say for them, like, you know, we talk about reflectors needing to kind of wait a full 28 to 30 days before they make a big decision. I just like want to honor that it's not always feasible to do that. So I think a big thing this year was like really just like making decisions from a place of like um, calm clarity within yourself and not making decisions based on like any sense of kind of pressure or urgency you might feel. You know, so just kind of seeing when you're like, oh, I'm making a decision because I'm trying to like adhere to someone else's timeline versus like I'm making a decision because like this is what feels right to me. And like being a reflector, and I don't know what you've noticed in your friend who's a reflector, but like time really helps you kind of disentangle everything that's not yours from what is. So like the right things for you are the ones that stick with you over time, not the ones that are just kind of like momentarily exciting. That does make sense. So this is their mantra yeah. for not only the new year, but also for just life in general. Totally. And it's interesting that they wait a lunar cycle, but also to not worry about a timeline. I feel like if I were listening, I'd be a little confused about that statement. Do you mind explaining that a little bit more? They're, they're actually kind of the same. I think the idea is that like reflectors are designed to give themselves a full 28 to 30 days before they make a big decision, but it's not always feasible to give themselves that time. Right. You know, and hopefully it often is, but like not always. And so I think what's actually most important for reflectors is that they choose to move at their own pace, whether it's a full lunar cycle or whether it's shorter. That makes sense. Or whether it's longer. Yeah. Like I think the idea is that they're making decisions at a pace that really feels right for them and not making decisions based on like anyone else's pressure or urgency or timeline. Yes. Ah, beautiful. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that is what they must do (laughs) for themselves, for their soul. Totally. You know, and it's so tempting if someone's like, you got to go now or I want to do it now. And like, I think that like, it takes time to land in their truth, you know, and so kind of giving themselves the space and time to kind of be in their own process. Because again, they're such amazing amplifiers of the people around them. They really feel people's stuff. And so it's good to take the time to kind of really release everything that's not theirs and really kind of land on like, this is mine and it's sticking with me and this just feels good over time. So I'm going for it. Yeah. I really like these posts that you have. And I know that there might be some redundancy in what we've talked about, but I think it will still, I mean, redundancy is nice because it reiterates everything for us to really deeply understand. And I really like your idea of to-do lists for each type. Do you mind talking about to-do lists for each type? Yeah, I felt like I'm just always trying to find ways on Instagram to just like remind people of their type and what it would look like to align with it. Because like you said, it's like, I really found with human design that we actually can't hear this information too often. 100%. And I think that it's like such a lifelong journey integrating it. And so like the more we're reminded of it, the more permission we give ourselves to step into it. So if I was to do a to-do list for generators, it would be around spending time with people that really uplift and energize you, prioritizing your joy daily. Mm. Letting go of any commitments that feel like draining or depleting. Knowing, kind of paying attention to what is in your world that's exciting and lighting you up and like what is the thing that you're kind of naturally responding to. Um, And also kind of just making your job to kind of use up your energy throughout the day in ways that feel really satisfying and energizing to you. So that's generator. Manifesting generator, it's very similar. You know, it would be around 
spending time with people that like uplift and energize you, but also people that are expanded by your power, prioritizing your joy daily, saying no to things that do not excite you, letting go of any commitments that are consistently draining and depleting you, trusting your magnetism and seeing what's showing up in your world that's kind of naturally exciting you. And I would also say for manifesting generators, kind of like creating space to kind of like move fast and be in their own creative flow and kind of move at their own pace. Because sometimes manifesting generators can move pretty quickly and be like a little bit disappointed if others aren't moving as fast as them. So I think kind of having the space to be free and in their own flow can feel really good. Oh, this is gold. Oh my gosh. I hope everybody time marks this if they are driving or something just to take out their notes and write these down or go to your Instagram because you have it there, right? I do. I mean, I'm just saying what's on my mind right now, but I think they're probably going to be quite similar. Okay. Um, projector, to, I mean, projector to do's, I would say mm, one of my favorite ones is like taking time to kind of be intentionally unproductive and like do nothing you know, rest that you're not trying to like learn a thing, but just really doing that, like taking real rest and time alone. Um, I would say nourishing yourself with like information and things that you love to study. Um, I would say spending time with people that make you feel seen and recognized, having kind of deep conversations with people that like you love in that way. Um, kind of just taking time to like play and also like doing work with people that really kind of recognize you and value you. And also kind of exploring any way to kind of be courageous and put yourself out there and let yourself be more visible in the world. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And then for manifestors, I would say like initiate something that you're inspired to create. Um, let the people who will be impacted by that decision know that you're going to do it. Um, reflect on where you're kind of waiting for things to come your way versus trust yourself. Reflect on where you're trying to kind of like be liked by others rather than just like being yourself. I'd also say kind of taking space and time and rest alone and really kind of tuning into and honoring what you have the energy for that day. And then for reflectors, I would say spend time in spaces that feel good with people that feel good. Reflect on spaces and communities that no longer feel good and pull your energy out of them. Kind of really tune into like what feels like the most alive expression of you that day. Um, like go on an adventure, kind of like immerse yourself in like surprise and magic and flow. And just like move at your own pace, you know, and I think invest your energy in people that really value your perspective and, and treasure it and kind of invite you in to share. Which is easy to do for reflectors, indeed. <laughs> okay, now this I'm really excited to get into. And I was just thinking, because I don't know what Brittany's type or Lizzo's type is. I know Taylor's type now after we talked earlier, but I want to make sure we cover like one for each type, if that's possible. A person for each type? If you know. No, I can give you, I can give you some examples. I can give you examples for each type. There aren't as many reflectors because they don't, you know, there are fewer of them. So like I know some good manifesting generators that I've shared about recently are Britney Spears, Lizzo, Martin Luther King Jr. Really? Um, Harry Styles. Oh my god. Jessica Alba. Yeah. Some good generators. Oprah. Mm. And oh gosh, is Beyonce a generator? MJ, I believe Beyonce is a generator. There you go. Um, so I know. Gosh, I would need to look at my my list. I, I believe that Beyonce is a generator. Um, Abby Wambach, Glennon Doyle's um, wife is a generator. Oh yeah. Um, and Bell and Glennon Doyle is a manifesting generator. Um, and then let's see, and then projectors, you know, um, Princess Diana and, um, Barack Obama is a projector. Bell Hooks is a projector. Taylor Swift is a projector. Yes! Um, <laughs> Marie Kondo is a projector. Wow. Manifestors. Jennifer Aniston, Frida Kahlo, Maya Angelou, oh. Adele. I'm going to do Adele's Human Design soon. Oh, cool. Meghan Markle's a generator. And then Reflector. See, I just wish I had more of them. Um, Sandra Bullock is a reflector. Oh, wow. And, and Ama. I don't know if you know Ama. Do you know who Ama is? Uh-uh. No. I have no idea. She brands herself as like the hugging saint. 
And she basically like goes around giving hugs. She's given millions of them. I've received a hug from her. Cute. Oh, I, I feel like I've heard of her. That's so cute. She's amazing. It was like, it was such a wild experience, but like it's, it's such a cool example of being a reflector because I think that it really is around this ability to kind of mirror back to people where they are. I love that. You know, and so, and, and Sandra Bullock, even as an actress is a good example because like reflectors can like really kind of like express themselves in so many different ways. And so acting can actually be such a natural career for that. Yeah. I just did a fact check on Beyonce and she's a manifesting generator. It looks like manifesting generator. I believe there's a bit of confusion online. I think she's a generator some places and an MJ other places, which is what makes it confusing. Oh, you know what she is? I see somebody else saying generator. Yeah. I have no idea. I know. That's why I'm having a hard time with her. I'm just remembering. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. But but again, wonderful and, and similar types in so many different ways. Yeah. But I think like it's a really good reminder. And like I know there are fewer reflectors because we just like, you know, I think that there is there are fewer of them. But I think that like human design, I think really and I even looked at like presidents over the past many years and like I just saw all the types, you know, and so I think it's such a good reminder that like our human design, like it doesn't limit what we can do. It just like lets us know how we'll do it best. Right. It's not like these types are going to be successful in this way. It more just no. like helps us understand how to kind of make that thing happen in a way that's really going to work for us. Absolutely. And the ones that you like, you can look at as expanders. And totally. the ones that you don't like, just ignore it. <laughs> 100%. And I might have said some people were like, wow, really not inspired by them. Let them go. You know, because there are going to be some amazing people that you are inspired by, you know, that, that yeah. have that design. And so like, that's the magic. I think people, you know, I, I think I shared before we started recording when I share people, it's like, some people are so expansive for others. Some people I'm like, totally not great for others. So just like, know that there's a lot, but it really is a good, a good reminder of what's possible. Do you know Biden's type and Trump's type? Biden is a generator. And I believe Kamala is also a generator. Mm-hmm. Trump is a manifesting generator. Interesting. And Barack was a projector, JFK projector. Who else? There's another uh, Jimmy Carter projector. Uh, George Bush, the second manifester. All interesting. Cool. Now, you know who I love is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift, and I will say that like she's a projector most places that I've seen. Okay. There is like a one or two places that say she's a manifester. So this is just kind of the journey of looking up somebody's chart online. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> some people have different information. Right, because we don't really know her birthday or her birth time. I mean, sometimes people like give it. And so I, I do actually have an exact time for her, but I know that I remember when I wrote about Taylor Swift's design. There was some wondering whether she was a manifester. Mm -hmm. So anyways, she is a splenic projector. So very open, super sensitive. Um, You know, and I feel like you actually are more familiar with Taylor Swift than I am. And I love Taylor Swift, you know. (laughs) And I think one thing that's really cool is that she's got this really like open identity center. So she's really meant to be super fluid in the way that she expresses herself. And I think we've kind of seen that, you know, as she's grown and evolved, like as she's come more into herself, but also how she's like tried on and expressed herself in many different ways. And, you know, she's so sensitive to her physical space. So kind of really being around people that feel good and in spaces that feel good really kind of bring out the most aligned expressions of herself. Um, And you can comment on any of this because I do think you know her story better than I do. But like one of her gifts is the gift of the transmitter. It's like this ability to just like message and language things in a way that people can really hear. Chills. Yeah. Which it feels like obviously she's doing that. 100%. And another thing that's interesting, I'd be curious your thoughts on this, is that like she also has a little bit of like, she's got a critical eye. She can kind of look at anything and know what could be fixed or improved or made better. But like if she doesn't have the proper outlet for that energy, like say it's her music or her home, like it's really easy to kind of turn that energy inwards on herself and find fault with herself or those close to her. Mm. And so having like a proper outlet would be really key. She's also got the, the, the gate of creativity. It was so funny. I was looking at Adele's design today who has it as well. Also Harry Styles who has it. It's just so funny seeing all these artists have it. Of like, course. and it means that she's like really here to just like create in solitude. And she does this. And she's also has a kind of this very investigative nature where it's really good to just like go be in her energy, kind of like create a thing you know, be super creative and then kind of come out and share it with the world. Yes. Um, but it's nice to kind of have that independent time to just like, yeah, to just like investigate, dive deep and like to kind of create in solitude and then kind of bring it out to the world. Um, 
I think another big thing for her is she's got a five in her profile, which basically means that like, it's very easy for people to project things onto her that like she could be this person or this person. (laughs) And so like it it can, you know, and I see this with so many people with Britney Spears, with Meghan Markle, with Harry Styles, they all have this, you know? And so like, it's just like, and I think so much of their work is being like, I see all these projections, but I also know that like, that's not me. No, you know, and I'm not going to let other people's projections guide me. And so, so much of her work is like seeing them for what they are, but not getting lost in them. Yes. There's so much more to Taylor Swift than of course the media has painted her to be. She's such a powerful, beautiful soul. And she just happened to end up becoming a world known celebrity, you know, but she herself is just a powerful, beautiful soul who writes wonderful messages and lyrics and she's so hyper in tune she's very extraordinarily aware of things like she really can put pieces together like a projector just look at the big picture Mm -hmm. in a lot of scenarios and she really sees beyond it and yet of course when the media was attacking her and everybody for whatever reason was going against her because of her dating a lot of men just there was a lot of internalized misogyny in the media that was projected onto her so she did go inward for a few years and then she finally came back out and you know she took the reins again and uh, it was just the most beautiful thing to see her you know come back and really just own (sighs) her voice again yeah and it feels like she's come back in like the most aligned way you know and she'll probably keep morphing and changing but it really does feel so authentic well and she's a musician she shares many different genres totally and she's got this really fluid way of communicating in her design that like her gift is not having this like super consistent like voice but like speaking in so many different ways based on like kind of what each moment or time in her life inspires and so I also so see that through her music like kind of that capacity to kind of express herself so vastly and in so many different ways Absolutely. Well, it's been a wonderful moment. I won't ask you that last question. You've answered it many times and I know you need to go. So I love you so much, Erin. Thank you so much for coming back on. Do you mind sharing where people can find you and also talk about your online, uh, what is it called? The Blueprint. Yes, The Blueprint. There we go. Yes, 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 yes. So I am Erin Claire. Well, I once was Erin Claire Jones everywhere. I am still Erin Claire Jones on Instagram. <laughs> and if you do want to book a session, you can do it. So at erinclairejones.com. But now our primary website is humandesignblueprint.com. So you can look up your design there. You can also get your blueprint. And it basically, I know a lot of you in your community, in this community already have yours. I've received so many sweet messages. So the blueprint is basically a 55 plus page kind of book written guide to your unique design. So it's really kind of meant to be an operating manual the how you work best and work and love and in life. And it's kind of meant to be a resource that you keep returning to. And I, my intention in writing the blueprint is really just to kind of like share this information in the most practical and empowering way. Um, and so you can use the discount code magic for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love it. Yeah, I love mine. So it's like me. something that definitely Yay. I check in with for a lot of guidance, but I just ended up binging reading the entire thing and it's just so informative. So I highly recommend it for everybody. Erin, I love you so much. I'm Thank so you for being glad. the first guest to come back on in a long time. I love you. Of course, you're welcome back on any time. What a pleasure. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Each each episode is different in its own way. And it was such a pleasure. It Thank is. you so much for having me. And I hope that you find your way to New York. Thank you. I will. I love you. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.